Welcome to the Legacy Nashville podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day or night to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's get to the message. Uh, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians, and we're going to go to chapter 15. So if you have your Bible, please open it up with me, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Um, once you find 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if you don't mind, let's stand to our feet. We're going to honor the word of the Lord, and we're going to read out loud all together as a family. Um, we're going to start with verse 1. Why? Because it's the first Sunday. It's the first day of the first week of a new year. That's not really true. I just thought verse one was a great time to interject that thought. But there is gonna be something in the passage that is gonna be relevant, okay? So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse one through 11. If you're there, say, I'm there. Let's read it out loud together. Now, I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received in which you stand and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of, oh, let's say it again. First importance, right? First things first, of first importance, what I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the 12, and then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James, then to all of the apostles, and last of all, as to one untimely born, he also appeared to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Look at your neighbor and tell them that real quick. Say, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Woo! So deal with it, devil. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. A little humble brag from Paul. Though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me, whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. The title of the message today is a Latin phrase. You guys want to learn some Latin? Sola. Gratia. Let's try it again. Sola gratia. Here's what it means. Grace alone. Yes. By grace alone. Yes. That's, the, that's the title of the message today. Solo, sola gratia. By grace alone. So let's pray before we're seated. Lord, we thank you for the word of God that is so faithful to transform us each and every time we come before us, before it. Uh, as we sang this morning, you have never lost. And so we ask today that your truth would win every battle over in our lives 
and that you would cut down everything that it would exalt itself to the knowledge of Christ Jesus and his saving grace in our lives. We begin by committing ourselves to your grace in 2023. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, amen, amen and amen. You can be seated. So this term, sola gratia, it's a, it's a Latin phrase that means grace alone. Uh, if you studied theology in college, you probably heard it before because there's a number of Latin phrases just like sola gratia that were the pillars of the Reformation. And so sola gratia, it was a common phrase that you would hear during the Reformation period. And what it means is it's an expression that salvation is all God's divine grace at every stage of salvation. At the start, it's grace. In the middle, it's grace. At the end, it's grace. All of life, I have been saved, I am being saved, and one day I will be saved, and it's all grace, right? It's all grace. From the moment you're saved until the moment that you die and the moment you're glorified, it is all by grace alone. And that was actually something that we read though we went through it quite quickly in verse one and two. Let me read it to you again. The gospel, everybody say grace. Paul preached to you, which you received. That's number one. Number two, in which you stand. And number three, by which you are being saved. You see what's happening there? Paul is talking about the gospel, this gospel of grace that we have received by faith through the cross of Calvary in Christ Jesus. And at every stage when we received it, as we live it out, and as we continue for the rest of our lives, it is only going to be by grace that we're going to be able to live and hold fast. And then he goes on to say, if you hold fast to the word, grace that I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. What does that mean to believe in vain? It's to believe that you were saved by any other means, particularly our own merit. How many of you guys know you didn't get saved because of, you're so awesome? Right? Praise God that, you know, my salvation was not dependent upon my awesomeness. Praise God that my salvation was dependent upon the grace of Jesus, that even whenever I was a sinner, he chose to give his life for me. How about you? By grace alone, solo gratia. We're saved by grace. We live by grace. We'll die and live forever by grace. It is by no other means. It is by grace alone. So what is grace? When you look at it through the lens of scripture, this is what biblical grace is. Grace is the undeserved kindness of God. So different people may define it different ways, but I think it, to me it's the best definition. Grace is the undeserved kindness of God. Even when we were sinners, deserving of God's wrath, which is an important, even in the New Testament, okay, God's wrath is talked about in the New Testament, all right? Even when we were sinners and we deserved God's wrath, Jesus died for us and he fully forgave us of all of our sins. Sola gratia, grace. So how were you saved, church? Grace, by grace alone. How do, how do we live, church? Grace, by grace alone. And how will we live forever? Grace, by grace alone. Sola gratia. Thank you, Jesus, for grace. If I could just remind us all 
this morning that the only way that we made it through 2022 was by grace. The only way we were able to survive the last 12 months was by grace. I don't know about you, but there were some days that Satan tried to rain on my parade, but thank God for grace. There were a couple of moments that I was tempted to go off track and say, you know what? I think I'm going to go in a different direction with my life, but thank God for grace, that he holds us fast to the path that he has for us, that which he's called us to. Thank God for grace. I don't know about you guys, but I woke up this morning saying, thank you, Jesus, for everything you did in my life in 2022. I know it wasn't me. I know it wasn't my skill set. I know it wasn't my smarts. I know it wasn't my wisdom. I know it wasn't my charisma. I know I am what I am because of the grace of God. There is nothing that I could do for myself that would be any better than what Jesus Jesus has done for me. How about you guys? I, I just come to this place of just a fresh dependency over the holiday season. As I thought through Christmas and looked at the new year, I said, oh, I'm ready to put a lens of grace over my eyes as I look upon 2023. And I say, by grace alone, 2023 is going to be an amazing year. Amen. On the first day of the year, first Sunday of the year, first day of the first week, I want to ask that we would draw near together to the throne of grace and ask for more grace. None of us deserve it, but we can ask for it with confidence. Hebrews 4 and 16 says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we, we may receive mercy and that we might find grace. What's grace? The undeserved kindness of God, that we might find grace in and help us in our time of need. I don't know about you, but I feel like I did that a lot in 2022. Anybody else? With confidence. We can go with confidence. Why do we get to go with confidence? Because as we approach the throne of grace, the father does not see everything we've done wrong, but he looks at the blood of his son and what he's done right. And we're accepted. That is the grace of God. So as we look over the horizon of 2023 this morning, I just want to ask you to fix this lens of grace over your vision. I'm sure you have big plans for 2023. I, I'm sure they include a lot of great things for you and a lot of big dreams and goals and aspirations and a lot of big breakthroughs. But as you look at 2023, let's look through the lens of grace because 2023 will be amazing. It will be awesome so long as we confidently, dependently, and entirely lean upon the grace of God in Christ Jesus. It will be amazing. But with that being said, let's get to work. Let's get to work. Let's get to work. 2023 is going to be an amazing year if we'll depend entirely upon the grace of God and we'll do the works that God has called us to do. Yes. And so let me tell you how 2023 is going to be an amazing year. So since I've been a pastor, I have witnessed two common responses whenever a church receives a message of God's grace. Here are the two common false responses that I've seen to a message on grace. Number one is to ignore it. Number one is to ignore it. We ignore it and we continue to strive on our own aside from it. Now, you don't have to nudge your neighbor, but I can look back in 2022 and say there were some moments whenever I was striving. Anybody else in the room? Man, where you worked hard and you said, man, I know grace is a thing, but I ignored it in that moment. 
and I did what I thought was best for me. I did what I wanted to do. I worked out in my own strength. I had my own good ideas. You guys know what I'm talking about? Working outside of grace with a good idea, not a God idea. So that'd be the first false response that I see to a message on grace. And number two is this, we embrace it erroneously and we stop working for God entirely. It's this, it's all grace so I can do whatever I want response. And so that means we take advantage of it. The first false response is to ignore it. The second false response is to take advantage of it. And I want to touch on that second response first. I want to touch on that, that latter response first. And here's why. Because as a pastor, this is the type of heresy that I see regularly amongst young people. It's quiet now. Anybody else? We take advantage of it, right? And so about 10 years ago as a pastor, I was confronted with a lot of faulty doctrines that were carried by a number of people coming into our environment. And uh, now we look back and we say, okay, that's hyper grace. Anybody ever heard of that? Um, years ago, Dr. Michael Brown, he wrote a book called Hyper Grace. And what it is, is basically it's taking advantage of the grace of God. But it is actually, it's not a new misbelief. Something about heresy is that we don't really invent new heresies. They just get repeated. And if you look back at when sola gratia was a phrase during the Reformation, you actually can read, if you look for it, there's a book that Martin Luther wrote and he confronted this idea of taking advantage of the grace of God. And he, um, he, he coined this, this wording, antinomianism. Now, it's an it's a expensive word, but it has a simple definition. It just means against the law. Antinomianism means anti-law. So let me read you a, diff- uh, a definition of antinomianism from the Gospel Coalition. Antinomianism, then, is a convictionless Christianity. It sees repentance as a single event not to be repeated. Walk the aisle and then just wait for heaven. Sermons are no longer to expose our sins, allowing us to admit our faults and confess them freely. The Christian life is more about ignoring sin and resting on a foggy concept of grace. That's good, right? That's good because it's true and because we recognize it in our culture, even in our church culture, unfortunately. Antinomianism is still a misbelief. It's still a heretical doctrine that people buy into. And it's unfortunate uh, because it, it hurts the people of God. An antinomian response to the message of grace initially is one of joy because it's like, wow, it's all grace. You know what that means? I can do whatever I want because God has to forgive me because of what Jesus did on the cross. This is amazing. Grace is awesome. And I just want to say bluntly, like if that's your response to the message of grace, it's a heretical response. It's a misdiagnosis of what Jesus died on the cross to provide to you. We are certainly saved from sin by grace through faith. But here's what we're not saved from, church. We're not saved from obedience. And we're also not saved from working. (laughs) If if 2023 is going to be an awesome year for you, you're going to have to first and foremost, this is the foundation, you're going to have to depend entirely upon the grace of God. But you're also going to have to obey God and you're also going to have to work hard with God. We can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, I'm under grace. So you get to disobey God whenever you feel like it. Do you have no fear of the Lord? 
I'm, I'm not under the law. I, I'm, I'm under grace. So you mean to tell me you don't have to work? That makes no sense. I thought you wanted to be a mature son or a mature daughter, not a dependent infant. Immature, waiting on somebody else to put food in your mouth. That's not the type of people that we're gonna be this year, Legacy. We're gonna be people looking through the lens of grace and we're gonna say, it's not by might, it's not by strength, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit operating in my life. I'm, I'm not too big for my britches. I'm not egotistical. I'm not thinking that I'm accomplishing anything in my own strength. It's not because I'm really smart or I'm really cool that I'm getting anything done, but it's because of the grace of God that's operating in my life that breakthrough's happening for me in 2023. And let me tell you, I'm not allergic to obedience. Whenever Jesus speaks, I say yes. He wants me to move. I say what direction? How quickly do you want me to get up and work? I'm willing to get my hands dirty. I'm willing to go through something this year. I'll push when you want me to push. Even when it's inconvenient, I'll sacrifice. That's what it looks like to live and operate in him and have our being in him and live in grace. So I want to look through the lens of grace and I want to say grace is how I want to live in 2023. Anybody else in the room? Philippians chapter two says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, everybody say obey. Grace saves us from sin. Grace has to do with my salvation, but it doesn't, it doesn't uh, excuse me from obedience. Always obeyed. So now, not only is in my presence, but much more in my absence. Work. Everybody say work. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Here's my point. You have been saved from your sin by grace through faith. You have not been divinely excused from obeying God or working hard. Let's get to work. Look at your neighbor, tell him, say, let's get to work. 2023 is here. Christmas time is over. <laughs> you knew I just, I was just ready to. January's here. Time to fast. Time to pray. Time to get back in the prayer closet. Time to get after it. Time to obey God. Time to seek the Lord when he might be found. Time to press in for revival. Time to believe for Nashville to be set on its ear. Time for East Nashville to be turned inside out. Time to be more on fire for God than I've ever been in my life. Time to be more dependent on the Holy Spirit than I've ever been. It's a new year. <laughs> new year, new me. As long as you look through grace, it can be. But if you're doing it in your own works, I can promise you where you're going to be. Busted and disgusted. <laughs> Mad that you failed on all your resolutions. Listen, lean on grace. Did Jesus give you those resolutions or did Instagram? It's time to consider some of these things. Because it's not by our own strength that 2023 is going to be awesome. It's going to be by grace and us obeying God and us working hard. Now listen, I gave you guys a little definition of antinomianism and I will say, I don't really think that's this church's problem. We're a maturing church. Everybody say amen, just like encourage. Okay. And you know what also I believe, we're a hardworking church. We are, we're, I wish I had the time. I could go through, I could look at some of the men in the room and I, that's not me disparaging women at all, but we, we got some men of God in this room, some hardworking men of God. Get up early, take care of their wives, 
faithful to their wives, holy and pure, prayer warriors, earn a good living, take care of their kids. We got some good men in this room. We're, 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 not, a, we're not a church that's allergic to hard work. That's one of the things I appreciate about this church. We get after it. We're warriors. Woo-woo. That's something I like about this church. I really do. We're, we're a hardworking church. And so it's not likely that we would embrace antinomianism. I think it's actually more of a temptation for this church to embrace the first false belief about grace, which is, yeah, 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 I know. I'm saved by grace through faith. Praise God. Well, I, but then we ignore it. And then we work outside of it, meaning we marginalize grace. And then we continue to strive on our own. And we're doing all of these great things because watch me. I'm going to have an amazing 2023. I don't care who says what. I'm going to show them. Am I talking to anybody in here? Yeah, I know. It, I know. Like we, we got some competitive people. I'm competitive. I know. It's like, yes. We're, we're going we're gonna to do this thing. I'm going to make 2023. It's going to be the best year. Well, I think the old adage is God helps those that help themselves. How many of you guys know that's not biblical? That's in Aesop's fables. I'm not saying it's not good to, that God won't bless you if you work hard. I think he will when we obey him, but that's not a scripture. Just thought I would say that. 1 Corinthians 15.10 says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And by his grace toward me, it was not done in vain. On the contrary, listen to Paul. I worked harder. I worked harder because of the grace of God operating in my life. I didn't use it as a license to get lazy because grace was operating in my life. I got up and I got after it. Though it was not me that was doing all the work, it was God doing the work. So how do we work hard in 2023 by the grace of God? How do we work hard by the grace of God in 2023? Well, first, let's look back at 2022. Let me ask you a question. Was there anything that you built on your own in 2022? Anything that you built aside from grace in 2022, stop. Whatever you give birth to by the flesh, you got a steward by the flesh, stop. When you look back at 2022, you say, oh, I built that. That wasn't God. He didn't tell me to do that. I thought that was a good idea. It wasn't a God idea. Can I, how'd that work out for you? Stop. Um, I talk to everybody because I'm under the impression everybody needs a pastor. So if you see me in public, I will talk to everybody. Hey, how are you doing, Cassia? You doing all right? What's going on in your life? God loves you. You know, just 30 second pastoring. I just believe in it. But because, because I'm a nice person, I'm just a magnet for people who love to talk. You know, you'd be like, man, I gotta go, man. Like I, I was trying to do like a 30 second pastor, not a 30 minute pastor, you know. And the other day I was at the gas station and uh, this, this guy, he, he, was a, he was an elderly guy. I don't know, maybe he's like 90. And, uh, but he was, he was agile, man. And he came up to him. And I didn't, I didn't even invite him. I didn't even say hi or nothing. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, you know. I was like, just trying to get my gas. But I'm stuck because my, you know, thing's in the truck, so I can't get it out. So I'm going to talk to him. What, what's up, man? Well, 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 well. I just got back from Florida. That's amazing. It's great. So we're looking over, there's this field over there and there's all this work being done. All this work being done. See that field over there? Yep, I see it. I said, what's gonna be built there? He said, it's gonna be a car wash. Well, praise God, I got a dirty car. You know, I'm just trying to make a little conversation. And he said, yeah, I own all this. 
Well, praise God, you might want to help us build the Jerusalem hub. You know, that's what I'm thinking. It's a God, it's a God-ordained moment. And he said, yeah, but you see, they ain't working no more, are they? I said, no, they ain't. And I'd been seeing them work. You know, they got all their like machinery and everything. They ain't working no more. I said, no, they, no, sir, they're not working anymore. He said, you know why? Why is that? He said, because they were taking some of my land and they were working outside of their boundaries. So I made them stop. And all of a sudden the Lord said, man, that right, there's a word. Whatever I'm working on outside of my boundaries just needs to stop. Whatever I'm working on outside of the grace that I had to work, just, I just need to stop. Just as easy as that. And I told him, I said, man, thank you so much. You blessed me today. I'm a pastor, but you gave me a word. He said, well, let me give you my business card. And then I don't know what's going to happen. We're probably going to get a chicken sandwich at the gas station one day because he owns a gas station. He said he'd buy me one. So praise God. I just want to slip that little sermon analogy in there. But if you were like any of those, you know, machines out there working that day, can I ask you a question? Like how'd that work out for you in 2022? Working on things that God never told you to work on. You guys remember Psalm 127 verse 1 says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Where are you laboring in vain? Anything you built on your own in 2022, stop. Look at your neighbor, tell them, stop. Just like that, good job. When we build aside from grace, we build by ourselves. We don't have authority to build whatever we want, church. Let me say that again. You don't have authority to build whatever you want with your life. That is if you're gonna operate within your grace. Stop. Don't waste your time. You know, you know what happened to that company out there? They wasted all kinds of time because while he was in Florida, they were working. Whenever boss man got back, what happened? They had to stop. And so they wasted weeks. They wasted money. They wasted manpower. And I got to thinking, some people are wasting weeks. They're wasting money. They're wasting manpower. Some people are wasted years working on something and then, you know, boss is back in town this morning. You're back in church in the Lord like the old man. Stop. The Lord's running up to you today. I don't know. I mean, I, we're just using the guys in and out. Stop. Look at your neighbor again. Tell him, stop. So here's how to work hard by the grace of God. Here's how to work hard by the grace of God. Work out what God has worked in. Work out what God has worked in. This is our job, church. Our job is to work out what God has worked in. How do we do that? Very simply, we do this by obeying God and working hard. Obedience is not a bad word in the Bible. Somebody say amen. amen. Obedience is a good thing. And obedience, church, is not works. Obedience is not works. Here's a good biblical definition of works. They are autonomous efforts that we do aside from God's grace. That is what works are and that is not what obedience is. Works is not defined by labor. Works is not about physics. It's when you do something that God has called you not to do. You with me? And so if you're working hard, you can break a sweat and you can be sacrificing and you can say, this is all by the grace of God. You with me? Yeah. 
It's all by the grace of God. So I can guarantee you this morning a fruitful 2023 if you will obey God and you will work hard at what he gives you to do. You know, working hard by the grace of God is not a zero sum game. And here's what I mean by that. The work of both parties does not equal 100%. It's not like God does 90% and you do 10%. You ever heard the term co-laboring with God? So what does that mean? Does that mean I do 50% and God does 50%? What about sola gratia? Oh, it can't mean 50-50, right? So what about 90-10? That's probably still too much. What about 99 and one? God does 99% of the work and I do 1% of the work and that's co-laboring with God. No, listen, working hard by the grace of God is not a zero sum game. Co-laboring with God looks like this. God does 100% of his work and you do 100% of yours. And all of your work is completely dependent upon all of his work. Your work couldn't even start unless God worked, but the gospel is that God has worked on your behalf even before you deserved it and he blessed you with grace. So by working hard in 2023, church, we're not neglecting the grace of God. We're actually just working out what God has worked in and that's actually evidence of the grace of God operating in my life. When asked how grace and works could go together, Spurgeon, he said, there's no need to reconcile friends. They work together. You don't have to reconcile them. You don't have to figure out how it works. They already walk together. If grace is operational in your life, you're gonna obey God. If grace is operational in your life, you're gonna work hard on what God has given you to do. Last scripture, Ephesians chapter two, verse four. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he, he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it's not merit. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that nobody can boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should now walk in them. We're called to work out what God works in and absolutely nothing else. So as you're thinking, should I do this in 2023 when you're building out your resolutions? Maybe you've already done that or you're building out your goals or you're putting your book list together. I see a lot of people doing that on Instagram. I'm so proud of you guys for reading. I love it. It's like, should I do this in 2023? Well, did God work it in? because that's what you've been given grace to do. Do that and make excuses for doing nothing else. 2023, by grace alone. Let's stand. So next week on Sunday, we're gonna be, we're gonna have an anointing service. I want each and every one of you guys to be here because if you're here and you wanna be, we're gonna anoint you with oil. You're gonna be anointed with oil in preparation to operate in the grace of God that's working in your life in 2023 for an amazing year, consecrated, faithful to the Lord. That's what we're gonna do next Sunday. On Wednesday, everybody say this Wednesday. We're gonna be having team church, actually gonna be our first team church ever. We've had team night in the past, it's gonna be team church. We're gonna do full on worship, preaching, we're gonna do the whole thing. 
I'm very excited about it because we're going to be previewing what we're going to talk about next Sunday, which next Sunday is going to be the word for the year. All right, we're going to give the prophetic word over our house for the year next Sunday. We're going to preview that at team night, team church. So if you are a part of the team, be there on Wednesday night. We got a social hour at 5.30. We're going to kick off at 6.30. Be there. If you are not on the team, you want to be on the team in 2023, be there. 5.30 kickoff, 6.30 service start. All right, let's pray together. Jesus, we are dependent upon your grace. Just ask that you pray that with me. We're dependent upon your grace. We are dependent. Dependency works so much better than my strategies. We are dependent upon you, God. And so we, we place ourselves before the throne of grace. And with so much confidence, we ask you, God, for mercy and we ask you for help. We don't have it all figured out, God, and we repent for all of the times that we've pretended like we have. We're good because you're good and you made us good by your sacrifice and we thank you for that, God. We ask that you'd humble us today, but simultaneously be the lifter of our head and give us the opportunity to have fresh vision, fresh anointing for a new year, that we might be more than conquerors in 2023, that we might be victorious in 2023, just like we sang today. And may each and every one of us receive a blessing from Jesus directly this morning before we go. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we love you, we love you, and we bless you. 2023 belongs to Jesus. Can we say that together, church? 2023 belongs to Jesus. It is yours, Lord. Here's our offering. Receive it. 2023 is yours. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said... Amen. Thank you so much for coming today. Let's bless the Lord. We bless you, Lord. We love you. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, log into the store and give us a good rating and review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, love God, love people, and go change the world.